0: Live from ABC News in New York, this is Good Morning America.
1: We are going to have a good time talking about all those sports highlights I later today. I caught you. You were
2: looking up the stats. For I that. did. You're doing almanac research. out. Yeah. The
1: broad passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, who mm-hmm. had just over 38,000. Yep. I mean, it's impressive. You just
2: Googled it on the internet machine <laughs> just now. <laughs> of course. <not. laughs> now it's all it's exciting time in sports.
1: Yes, absolutely. Good Sunday morning, America. Thank you for starting your week with us. Can't wait to see what happens as Caitlin Clark plays today. Less than 20 point shy. This. This one is in the prompter of pete Merkovich's <laughs> record but a lot of news on our plate that we are following the u.s military making airdrops of desperately needed food in gaza and vice president kamala harris today going to selma alabama to mark the 59th anniversary of bloody sunday a key moment in the battle for civil rights
3: plus everything you need to know ahead of super tuesday more than a third of the republican delegates are up for grabs former President Trump with that commanding lead in the polls and rival Nikki Haley hoping to keep her campaign alive. Also, the battle over diversity, equity and inclusion programs with the University of Florida in focus as it eliminates all DEI positions.
2: But we begin this morning with the severe weather conditions impacting millions of Americans. The wind-driven Texas wildfire, now one of the worst in North American history, while a March blizzard batters parts of California and other western states. ABC's Faith Abube is in Truckee, California for us once again this morning with the latest. Faith, good morning.
4: A Good morning to you, Whit. What you're looking at here is patio furniture buried in several feet of snow around me. The gusty winds and heavy snow have made for a dangerous travel combination here on the mountains. Highway Patrol telling us between two and 300 vehicles got stuck on Interstate 80 in whiteout conditions. Even tow truck drivers and emergency personnel had trouble getting to them. This morning, millions on alert as extreme weather hits California, impacting nearly every state in the west. The strongest winter storm of the season slamming the Sierra Nevada mountains with blankets of snow. The life-threatening blizzard even shutting down Interstate 80 for more than 70 miles. Hundreds of drivers rescued as gusty winds caused intense whiteout conditions.
3: It's a rash of bad luck. I guess
4: truck driver Bob Alverson getting stuck on the icy roads and here along Interstate 80, you can see just how high the snowpack has gotten in some places like this as high as five feet tall in the town of Truckee, several feet of snow blocking doors to houses and apartments.
5: I could barely open the door. It was waist deep to get out of the house this morning.
1: Luckily, the plows were moving.
4: Well, the good news here is that the blizzard conditions were expected to die down today here on the mountains. But we're expecting to pick up another foot of snow by the end of the day. And then there's another storm system right behind this one. Some people here are worried, but many of them are taking it in stride
1: as they hunker down. Janae? And we're thinking about them and thinking about you, Faith, as you have taken that weather coverage in stride. So we appreciate you. Meanwhile, powerful wind gusts and dry conditions are hampering efforts to contain historic wildfires in the Texas panhandle. At least two people have died and Governor Greg Abbott saying as many as 500 structures have been destroyed. The largest of the fires, the smokehouse fire burning across an area bigger than the state of Rhode Island. Firefighters are battling rough terrain as they try to contain the flames. The images are just unbelievable. So let's see how the forecast is shaping up now. Smara Theodore is here with that. Good morning to you, Samara.
6: Good morning, Janae. So the fire threat is still in place again today, stretching from Lubbock all the way to Pierre, out to Des Moines in Kansas City. Conditions are primed for this. You can see the wind gusts here could reach throughout the region as high as 40 to 60 miles per hour. There in Amarillo in the Texas Panhandle, where that big fire is currently burning, they could see wind gusts as high as 50 miles per hour. Meanwhile, we're dealing with that wintry weather, as you saw in the footage with Faith there. Tons of snow out west, blizzard warnings, winter weather advisories, high alerts, uh, high window alerts there in Santa Fe. This is what's going to happen over the next 48 hours, so we're actually going to see the snow wind down. But as Faith mentioned, we have another round getting ready to move in this next storm moving in. This is going to impact them Monday, kicking up around lunchtime. Notice where it's heavily weighted Northern California in the Sierra. By the time this is all said and done between the last round and the next one, we could see anywhere from 8 to 10 feet of snow total.
3: So much dangerous weather ahead. All right tomorrow. Thank you. And to politics now and Super Tuesday, just two days away, a critical test for Donald Trump's final Republican challenger, Nikki Haley. ABC's Mary Alice Parks is in Washington with more on this, along with new wins for Trump overnight. Good morning, Mary Alice.
7: Gia, good morning. Overnight, Donald Trump continuing to blaze his way towards the Republican nomination, winning caucuses in both Idaho and Missouri. But despite his dominant position in the race, so far, still no outreach to more moderate Republicans who have yet to back him. Donald Trump overnight arguing he is unifying the Republican Party, but saying he is doing so by trying to kick some members out.
8: We're getting rid of the Romneys of the world.
7: We want to get Romneys and those out. The former president sweeping two more primary states overnight on track to dominate Super Tuesday just two days from now but with no outreach to moderate Republicans who have yet to back him this cycle.
9: How many more times do we have to lose before we realize maybe Donald Trump is the
7: problem? Nikki Haley this weekend saying Trump needs her voters to win a general election without them he'll lose. But the future of Haley's own campaign uncertain With 15 states and a territory voting Tuesday, over a third of the total delegates up for grabs, she needs a major upset or two. Or else, any possible path to the nomination for her could be all but closed. During his rally last night, Trump focused mostly on the border, promising mass deportations, painting a grim, inaccurate picture of rampant crime and disease, broadly and falsely calling all undocumented immigrants criminals.
0: It's called migrant crime. These are tough people that come over, you know, and they do. They come out of prisons. They come out of these institutions and they're rough people. In Arizona, a state her husband
7: flipped red to blue four years ago, First Lady Jill Biden also out campaigning, talking mostly about reproductive rights.
10: Donald Trump is dangerous to women and to our families. We simply cannot let him win.
7: Now, Haley did get a boost this week from two high-profile senators, Alaska's Lisa Murkowski, May and Susan Collins, both signaling their support for her. Now, Trump cannot technically clinch the nomination this week, but he can get close. And unless Haley has some big this this week, he can make it nearly impossible for her to catch him.
2: Yeah, it would take something pretty extraordinary. Mary Alice Parks, thank you so much. Let's bring in ABC News political director Rick Klein. Rick, good morning. Always great to see you. So give us a big
11: picture look at Super Tuesday here, the number of delegates in play and what's at stake. Yeah, this is by far the biggest day of voting until Election Day itself. As Mary Alice just reported, you've got more than 800 delegates in play. You only need 1,215 to clinch the nomination. And we've got voting coast to coast the two most populous states, California and Texas, and all the way up to Maine. And here's the thing. Once you get beyond Super Tuesday, it gets almost impossible to catch up. That's because on, by Super Tuesday, almost half of all the delegates will have been selected. Right now, Donald Trump has opened up a big lead, and it is only getting bigger with the victories just over the weekend. Already more than 200 delegates ahead of Haley, 1215, that magic number. He's not going to get there, but he might get close, given how polling has stood so far and what we expect to see on Tuesday.
2: And, Rick, on that very same point. Some describe this as the last stand for Nikki Haley. Where is her focus heading into Super Tuesday? And are there some states where she could pick up delegates?
11: Yeah, you could look at this and say, look, all these opportunities, these big states, but the fact is there are are several states that are essentially off the map. California and a couple of states in the South. The way they award delegates, Nikki Haley's going to get shut out, almost certainly. Donald Trump is going to win all of the delegates. Instead, Haley's focused on a couple of places where she can pick up some delegates and a few states where Donald Trump is particularly unpopular, focusing on Utah and up in New England. She was just in Massachusetts last night. She's going to be in Maine and Vermont today. But already we are seeing this campaign morph a bit with from one that is focused on winning delegates to try to overtake Donald Trump to one that is more trying to make a statement. And if she can get 30, 40 percent in a bunch of states, her campaign tells me that is the message they're trying to send, that uh, in Nikki Haley's view, Donald Trump is is going to lose. And they want to be there standing saying we are there trying to represent Republicans and a return to normalcy and potential wins in the future. (laughs) Big
2: night on Tuesday, Rick. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Tune into this week later this morning. Jonathan Carl has exclusive interviews with some senators on both sides of the the aisle, Democrat Chris Murphy and Republican Mike Rounds. Plus, John speaks with Chef Jose Andres about his work providing humanitarian aid to civilians in Gaza. Janae,
1: All right, that's a perfect segue. We're going to head overseas now to the Israel and Hamas war and the first U.S. airdrop of desperately needed food to the people in Gaza. ABC's Tom Sufi Burridge joins us live from Jerusalem with the latest. Good morning to you, Tom.
8: Good morning, Jenae. Yeah, the first U.S. airdrop completed, but U.S. officials planning more, saying they are also pressuring Israel to open more crossing points for aid trucks into Gaza, as aid agencies warn of a potential famine there. This morning, U.S. airdrops of food into Gaza now underway, bundles containing 38,000 ready-to-eat meals parachuting into the Strip where half a million people are on the verge of famine, says the UN, and some children are starving to death. This weekend, the desperation for food all too clear, with a mass of people converging on an aid truck in northern Gaza. US officials calling the need in the north absolutely critical, suggesting Gaza should be flooded with aid from all possible routes. Aid agencies questioning the efficiency of those airdrops, on the ground, Gazans racing to gather supplies, <laughs> with this man saying it's not enough for one family. <inaudible> Another man angrily shouting, accusing the US of trying to buy people's silence, saying it's part of the crime against Gaza. The American airdrops coming days after Israeli troops opened fire near a convoy of aid trucks. Israeli officials saying their soldiers were threatened and most of those killed were crushed in the chaos. But this UN mission visiting a nearby hospital, saying a large number of the injured had gunshot wounds. We have seen people with gunshot wounds, we have seen amputees, uh, and we have seen uh, children as young as 12 that were injured. Well, Israel insisting it is working to get more aid into Gaza, but adding it wants to keep supplies away from Hamas. And a top Israeli official telling me just now there is still no breakthrough in those negotiations to get a ceasefire and the release of more hostages. Gio.
3: still no breakthrough all right tom thank you for your reporting also overseas a commercial ship carrying more than 20,000 metric tons of fertilizer has sunk in the red sea after being attacked by houthi rebels the belize flagged and uk-owned cargo vessel had been drifting leaking fuel and fertilizer since it was hit by an iranian backed houthi missile nearly two weeks ago u.s officials have warned of the potential for ecological damage to the red sea
2: what Gio, now to the new developments in the killing of a young pregnant Amish woman in her home in Northwestern Pennsylvania, a suspect under arrest now and making an appearance in court. ABC's Rena Roy is here with more. Rena, good morning.
9: Wick, good morning to you. That's right, this killing has absolutely shaken the Amish community in rural Pennsylvania. And now we're learning new details about who investigators say killed 23-year-old Rebecca Byler. police arresting 52-year-old Sean Cranston, he was in court for arraignment this weekend, facing a slew of charges, including two counts of criminal homicide for allegedly killing Byler and her unborn baby. Investigators pouring through evidence since last week when Byler's husband came home to find the pregnant mother of two unresponsive with head and neck wounds. Their two children were also in their Amish country home, but not hurt and experts say violent crimes are rare in these kinds of communities. They are tight knit and very religious, living separately from the mainstream world. And look, one of the core beliefs of the religion is the importance of practicing a life of peace and nonviolence. Cranston is being held without bail at the Crawford County Jail and is expected to be back in court in less than two weeks. Janae. Already such a disturbing case, but to learn that there were two
1: kids home at the time. Rena, thank you for that update. Turning now to the University of Florida, becoming the latest school to eliminate all diversity, equity and inclusion program positions due to new state rules. ABC's Jay O'Brien joins us with the details on that. Good morning, Jay.
0: Janae, good morning. Florida now at the center of the latest firestorm over diversity policies in schools, this time at the state's flagship university. This morning, the fallout after the University of Florida eliminated all diversity, equity and inclusion positions, getting rid of more than a dozen full-time jobs, including the campus's chief diversity officer, ending 15 administrative roles and canceling all DEI-focused contracts with vendors. The university, now led by former Republican Senator Ben Sass, saying it's complying with new Florida education restrictions after the state legislature passed a law last year banning public funding of diversity, equity, and inclusion, or DEI, programs. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis celebrating UF's move, posting, DEI is toxic and has no place in our public universities. Republican State Representative Bernie Jacques co-sponsored the legislation.
2: To... Make sure that we have education in our higher education system here in the state of Florida instead of indoctrination.
0: Critics, however, warning that eliminating all DEI policies and staff roles at a leading public university will have ripple effects nationwide. Our young people, our students, our educational institutions are the ones who become the collateral damage of everything that we're seeing right now. This is so far more than just politics.
12: This is what's going to start happening all across this country.
0: How can you be certain that this doesn't inspire fear in academics and, and, and in a way make them fearful of teaching any kind of diversity?
11: Well, it, it doesn't do
2: that. Right. If there's a student led group that wants to engage in, in diversity discussions or um, you know, gender or what have you. If a student led, they can do that. What we don't want it to happen is we don't want it to be institutionally led and, and, and taxpayer funded.
0: Now, eight other states, in addition to Florida, have passed legislation aimed at dismantling DEI programs on college campuses. And at least a dozen states are now considering similar legislation. Gia.
3: And it appears this debate is far from over. All right, Jay, thank you so much for that. All right, time now for the weather. Samara Theodore is back with a look at that. And, ooh, it's looking a little, what, foggy in New York.
6: So this was yesterday's oh. shot, right? <laughs> how today we get sun. No, but I mean, yes, I am showing this because of the juxtaposition. Come, no. come, come and see. Yesterday was so bad. Look at today. Yesterday, today. Yesterday. Today, gorgeous! It's going to be so nice outside as the young kids are saying we outside. Now let's go ahead and see what it's going to feel like temperatures today we in the low 60s uh, and we have got some hot spots on the board. Topeka 81 degrees. These are near record highs that are possible. Columbia and Missouri 82 even as far north as Minneapolis 73 degrees. So we could be looking at a record breaking afternoon for a lot of cities, and this record warmth continues to migrate a little bit farther eastward. In Detroit and Buffalo, we should really be looking at the 30s for this time of year by Monday Monday. Monday, Chicago, Detroit, and Buffalo could be in the 70s. Uh, down in Philly in the 60s to start, Tuesday about 57 degrees. That's look at the forecast across the country. Now that we know it's going to be beautiful in New York City, yes. and I've made it into the group chat, where
11: mm-hmm.
1: are we going? <laughs> Wait, you know what?
11: Janae's was, cooking.
1: It, uh, <laughs> so that's a lie. <laughs> so, it was so hazy last night. You know, yeah. we can, uh, this is not a flex, we can see some of the lights of the city from oh, our house. Yeah. Yeah. My son last night was like, Mama, did New York City turn off all the lights? Because oh. we couldn't even oh. see it. Oh,
3: yeah, that's well, true. And we right, should so. know Note, she even ran in the rain yesterday mm-hmm. through Central Park. Yes. Dedicated.
1: Wow. Mama did. Okay.
3: And
6: Eight miles.
3: Another good day but, for that.
6: But, that. Yeah, well, you go ahead and do that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Thank you,
2: Samara. All right, we do want to turn now the historic weekend for basketball. as LeBron James passes the 40,000-point mark, and Iowa's Caitlin Clark prepares to top the Division One scoring record. ABC's Zorian Shah joins us now with more on both those stories. Zorin, good morning.
13: Hey, wait, good morning. LeBron James made it into the history books again. Last year, he surpassed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's career points, became the top NBA scorer of all time. And now he has surpassed 40,000 points no player has ever done this James came into last night's game between the Los Angeles Lakers and the Denver Nuggets needing only nine points to reach the mark he got there with a layup in the second quarter and everyone was on their feet James finished the game with 26 points putting his career total at 40,017 career points so what goal could be left he wants to play in the NBA with his sons Now just in a few hours, we might have some women's history in sports too. All eyes on Caitlin Clark as she chases Pete Miravich with her Iowa team versus Ohio State today. She's just 18 points from the record. That is 3,667 points. That is where the all-time NCAA Division I record for men or women, the tickets for Clark's final home game are setting records. The average purchase price, nearly $600. You can expect that price to go even higher as we approach tip-off. On Thursday, Clark announced this will be her final year playing college ball, deciding to enter the WNBA draft guys
3: and she is just amazing doing so well i mean and the really thing is. is she shoots
2: from everywhere that's yeah. not she's not going up to that line she's yeah. just like you know letting it rain from wherever it's pretty incredible okay. to watch it is all right Zari, okay. thank you so much for that what
1: well i was wondering why he was looking at me but the stats i looked up were about lebron not caitlin hey, well, so there, there's this.
3: still time to work the google <laughs> and there is still time for a lot of other stories here on gma we are looking ahead to today's commemoration of Bloody Sunday, one of the key moments in the battle for civil rights in the U.S.
1: And major Florida destinations are trying to put a stop on spring breakers getting out of
2: control. And more driverless taxis will soon be on the roads in two major U.S. communities. More on that when GMA comes right back.
5: Step into the world of Hollywood like never before with Melissa Rivers Group Text Podcast. Melissa, renowned for her red carpet expertise and storytelling prowess, invites you to join her and her famous friends for hilarious and heartfelt conversations. From discussing the latest binge-worthy TV shows, navigating the highs and lows of life, and dissecting celebrity fashion, there is never a dull moment. With exclusive stories from special guests like Chelsea Handler, Cheryl Hines, your favorite reality stars, and deep dives into intriguing topics like the Where is Wendy Williams documentary, this podcast offers an insider's look into the glitz and glam of Tinseltown. It's not just Melissa's podcast. It's a collective experience where you're invited to join the conversation. So if you've ever wanted to peek behind the Hollywood curtain, subscribe to Melissa Rivers' group text podcast, now on your favorite platform. Get ready for laughter, tears, gossip. In other words, unforgettable moments that'll keep you coming back for more. Don't miss out. This is one group text you won't want to exit.
12: We must experience everything, Bella. This makes us whole.
3: Look at that. Welcome back to GMA on this Sunday morning. The countdown. Oh, it's begun as the 96 Academy Awards are just one week away. Oppenheimer, mm-hmm. Poor Things, Killers of the Flower Moon and Barbie Another among one. the blockbusters <laughs> hoping to bring home a golden statue. You can watch all the excitement from Hollywood's biggest night right here on ABC next Sunday night and all day yeah, yeah. with you on all ABC day, All News weekend. Live.
2: Yes, yes. No sleep for That's 72 true. hours would be a good time <laughs> to figure out what to wear. Uh, probably the same thing as last year. Uh, all right. Let's take a look at some of the other big stories that we're following on this sunday morning happening right now one person was shot after a massive brawl broke out at six flags over georgia on the park's opening day on saturday police say more than 500 people were running through the park fighting the crowd spilled onto the street where shots were fired police <coughs> firing back striking one person their condition is unknown
1: also right now the national transportation safety board is investigating a serious freight train derailment in pennsylvania Two engines from the Norfolk Southern train wound up partially in the Lehigh River near Bethlehem Township Saturday morning. Norfolk Southern says a small amount of diesel fuel leaked from the engines and will be cleaned up but insists there is no threat to the public
3: and alaska's iditarod sled dog race is getting underway this weekend many of the dogs will be equipped with light up neon harnesses following multiple collisions with snowmobiles during training runs five dogs were killed and eight others hurt the iditarod will cover about a thousand miles over the next 10 days from anchorage to Nome. wow Yeah. that's cool
1: all right well we do start this half hour With the commemoration of one of the most important dates in the fight for civil rights in this country, Vice President Kamala Harris joining marchers today to mark the 59th anniversary of Bloody Sunday in Selma, Alabama with a push to increase voter participation. This morning, marking nearly six decades since Bloody Sunday. Vice President Kamala Harris will be among thousands descending on Selma, Alabama, to commemorate the 59th anniversary of the day that galvanized the fight for racial equality and proved pivotal for voting rights. March 7, 1965, law enforcement officers and civilians attacked and brutally assaulted hundreds of civil rights activists led by the late John Lewis as they attempted to cross the Edmund Pettus Bridge. The bridge between that dark day and the present paved by the fight for access during that time for the basic right to vote in elections. Now a battle for access to basic information ahead of the next one.
10: To be able to circulate
12: factual information quickly, succinctly, that creates a more educated community.
1: A massive project is underway in Selma to bring high-speed fiber broadband access to parts of rural Alabama where residents were previously disconnected.
0: Well, I'm excited because digital equity and being able to uh, uh, reach people in real time is really going to be significant, I think, in uh, in increasing uh, voter participation
1: and parts of that community pushing for broader access to American history in schools. Many in Selma saying stories tied to the civil rights movement are being left out of history classes.
12: And what's amazing is we have overcome so many of us. But so much of this is not in school systems or churches or in homes.
1: A 2022 Quinnipiac University poll showed only 27 percent of Americans said the American history they were taught in school reflected a full and accurate account of the role of black Americans.
12: You can never really erase history, but you can learn from it and you can continue to work on it so we know what not to do. And
1: it's just incredible that after six decades, that community, those communities still pushing for rights to access. Because when you think about not having fast Internet, uh, how how much that impacts your lives. So a lot happening there.
2: Absolutely. Another story we're following this morning to the spring break breakup. some popular Florida destinations warning rowdy revelers. They are not wanted there anymore. ABC's Morgan Norwood has more on the efforts to keep the calm. Morgan, good morning.
12: Hey, good morning to you. That's right. Spring break is here and hundreds of thousands. They've already flocked to Florida for that mid semester getaway. But after a deadly spring break season last year, major coastal cities are cracking down on that chaos. We're talking dry beaches, curfews. And this morning officials say enough is is enough. It's the first weekend in March, and spring break fever is in full swing, but as droves of visitors flock to beaches and popular destinations across the country, some Florida cities are cracking down on safety, and it comes after a series of dangerous and chaotic incidents in the past two years. Police in Miami Beach swarming the scene after two people were shot last year during the festivities, and in 2022, hundreds sent running for cover. After shots were fired, partygoers even clashing with police, and all-out brawls breaking out any given night. This year, the city says it's not taking any chances, declaring they've broken up. And it's not us. It's you, with spring break.
9: You just want to get drunk in public and ignore laws.
12: From back checks to restricted beach access, DUI checkpoints, and increased police presence, spring breakers can expect big changes. But it's not just Miami Beach. Nearby Fort Lauderdale tightening restrictions too. No coolers, no tents, and no loud music on the beach. And further north, the shores of Panama City Beach going alcohol-free for the month of March. Bars will close sooner and the beach off-limits after 10 p.m.
9: Ruins a little bit of the fun of spring break for sure.
12: And officials say the rules aren't meant to damper the fun, instead discourage the danger.
11: So you want to come here for spring break, we welcome you with open arms as long as you come here with good intentions. You come here with bad intentions, you're not going to be checking into
2: a hotel, you're going to be checking into the Bay County Jail.
12: And on that note, depending on the crime and the city, you can face as much as $500 in fines or even 60 days behind bars. Law enforcement warning that the criminal record will follow well beyond that good time at spring break guys.
3: Yeah, Morgan, thank you. I grew up in Miami, as you know, and it is always such an issue down there. So it's good that they're uh, taking action there. All right, time now for the weather. Sabara Theodore is back. You're going to Ohio.
6: I know, but it looks like we're going to London. Look (laughs) at this fog. In fact, is that a, well, you can't make it out now, but there's a bridge over there uh, completely shrouded in fog. The city of Cincinnati, Ohio, and a few other cities as well. Look at the visibility this morning. Very dense uh, where you see 0.25. That's when we start getting to that critical level where it's difficult to drive Hattiesburg, Atlanta, Georgia, Savannah, Georgia, Tupelo there as well, and even down towards Dothan and Panama City. Now uh, that fog will burn off and we are going to talk a little bit more about the temperatures. Look at how warm it's going to be for the month of March looking ahead. The Northeast will be much warmer than average. Meanwhile in the West they're dealing with cooler than normal temps. Back to you. Oh,
1: you've got it. We're just thinking about the beach
2: between spring break and the weather. We are. I like it gets to sixty and we start thinking about
1: the
13: beach. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All
1: right. Thanks, Samara. Still coming up here on Good Morning America. Driving into the future, more robo taxi services just approved some major markets.
0: People who disappear without a trace. The most notorious murder cases in New York. Pure evil. And the most devious killers.
1: There's a Hannibal Lecter feel to him.
0: For chilling true crime stories, follow the True Crime NYC podcast wherever you listen. And we are back now
3: with the headlights shining on what could be the way of the future as driverless robo-taxis take to the road in two major markets. The sleek robo-taxi created by Waymo now getting the green light to expand to Los Angeles and more parts of the Bay Area with some raising questions about its safety. California regulators allowing Waymo to begin driverless passenger service operating on local roads and freeways at speeds of up to 65 miles per hour. Waymo has already been testing in LA for over a year doing a waitlist and pop up tour through several LA neighborhoods saying they gave 15,000 rides so far and have offered fully autonomous rides in San Francisco since 2022. Waymo telling us they take a careful and incremental approach to expansion by continuing to work closely with city officials, local communities and our partners to ensure we're offering a service that's safe. But as self-driving cars continue to be the subject of safety concerns and public criticism, Waymo has been under the spotlight. In Arizona, the company says a rare software error prompted it to voluntarily recall 444 self-driving vehicles after two minor collisions. Waymo says it is taking it seriously. One thing's for sure, it's a very quiet ride (laughs) because there's nobody in here. I tested an Uber Waymo in October as I sat in the completely autonomous vehicle driving itself through the streets of Phoenix with an empty driver's seat. So we're inside the car right now, but it will not start until you buckle up and you actually hit that button that says start ride. And here we go, start ride. So it's a little strange and I gotta be honest, a little unnerving because you aren't used to seeing that driver's seat empty. Well, and what was so strange about it was that it felt like a ghost was driving because you see the steering wheel moving and nobody's behind it. I
1: don't know. I don't. That feels very uncomfortable to me. I don't know But I mean like this
2: there. This is the future. There's a lot of investment yeah. going in this. There are cities and states that are that are allowing it to happen at these uh, test levels. So pretty soon we'll see. It's it is still yeah. unmoving. Yeah. It's good for Janae because she just naps the whole time in the car anyway. So
1: <laughs> Better nobody driving. Than just me, hit so. star and say good
2: night. <laughs> All right, coming up here on GMA, uh, why Beyonce is singling out this school for success.
1: We are back now with Beyonce surprising a school with one of a handful of grants from her charity foundation. ABC's Jacqueline Lee has the
10: details. Jacqueline, good morning. Lucky them. Yes, hey, Janae, good morning. And this is a fun one. Cosmetology school is pricey. We're talking at least $15,000. And for some, the cost is too expensive to achieve their dreams until now. When Beyonce calls, you answer. Oh my God, I am super excited. For Atia Johnson, she found out her cosmetology academy was hand-selected by Queen Bee herself to receive $50,000 for student scholarships. Are you ready to be cosmetology's new elite? Johnson owns Jonna's cosmetology academy in Gloucester Township, which, by the way, is the first black-owned cosmetology school in New Jersey. The team thought it was a big old scam. I'm not going to lie. The Sacred By Be Good Fund, awarding $500,000 annually to inclusive cosmetology schools and salons in New Jersey and four cities, including Atlanta, Chicago, Houston, and Los Angeles. One of the reasons they picked you is because you're one of the only schools on the East Coast to offer uh, a course for textured hair. Why is that so important? When I went to cosmetology school in a nine-month program, there was only about
4: two weeks of information on textured hair. I was able to learn what I needed to learn as far as the industry was concerned, thanks to my mom. But for many others, they don't have that opportunity.
10: Five of Johnson's students will receive $10,000 scholarships. Alumna Kweishir Page says she's excited for future students. She was forced to drop out of cosmetology school due to financial difficulties, graduating years later after receiving an outside scholarship. The struggle from before, it was it was a lot. Um, like she was saying, wrong. Growing in the industry in the beginning, you're still in your building phase. It's not a lot of money that you're making when you just, you're you just starting. Current students in Asia Jackson can't wait to follow her dreams. I love when my clients get out of my chair and they feel just better about themselves. It makes
6: me feel good making other people feel good.
10: And we love that. So as for John's Cosmetology Academy, get this, they did not even apply for the grant. Beyonce's team found them and reached out calling them a diamond in the rough. Guys, well, that's wow,
2: amazing. wow. Yeah, those grants can go a long way. Yes, too. for Beyonce team
10: to find them and to be a
1: school that teaches about textured hair. Yep, yep. it's amazing, Let me so tell inclusive. Ya, yes, yeah. we, we need that inclusivity. Jacqueline, thank you for bringing us that.
3: And we'll be right back with our play of the day. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back now with our play of the day and it is a serene scene, probably being played out in many homes right now. A mom capturing the cute moment that her two kids are having a game of catch in the living room, but no. guess who else wants in on the attention? Who else?
13: No. What?
8: <laughs>
3: no. <laughs> oh, that's little Lucy right there. Photo. <laughs> Lucy is all of us. Oh my God. Oh my gosh. Look at that, how cute. <sighs> Pounding she mom for some attention that. and wit. I hear there's
2: a new pup in your life. <laughs> yeah, we, we got we got a new foster pup. His name is Mario. Who oh, wants him? Five oh. pound Mario Chihuahua mix from Texas. Uh, he's our 18th foster dog in the house. So, so uh, we're Johnson trying to find him a home.
1: <laughs>
5: our wayward animal
2: farm uh, doing its best. <laughs> Have a good week, watching. everybody.
5: <laughs> Bye. Step into the world of Hollywood like never before with Melissa Rivers' group text podcast. Melissa, renowned for her red carpet expertise and storytelling prowess, invites you to join her and her famous friends for hilarious and heartfelt conversations. From discussing the latest binge-worthy TV shows, navigating the highs and lows of life, and dissecting celebrity fashion, there is never a dull moment. With exclusive stories from special guests like Chelsea Handler, Cheryl Hines, your favorite reality stars, and deep dives into intriguing topics like the Where Is Wendy Williams documentary, this podcast offers an insider's look into the glitz and glam of Tinseltown. It's not just Melissa's podcast. It's a collective experience where you're invited to join the conversation. So if you've ever wanted to peek behind the Hollywood curtain, subscribe to Melissa Rivers' group text podcast, now on your favorite platform. Get ready for laughter, tears, gossip. In other words, unforgettable moments that'll keep you coming back for more. Don't miss out. This is one group text you won't want to exit.